It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. I'm excited. I have Tate Scott. No, Tate Stock. <laughs> Tate Stock uh, he, uh, on the show today. He's the founder and CEO of Chirp, a company that has helped over 1 million people live a better life through the world's simplest and most effective pain relief solution. This is kind of a neat device, and I'm excited to have him on the show, uh, not only to talk about his entrepreneurial journey, but really to find out how he got into uh, Chirp. And you can check out more about Tate in, in his uh, device at GoChirp.com. Tate, welcome to the show. Thank you. All right. So, all right. So let's jump into this. For those who have not seen uh, your your product, it's called Chirp, right? The product is called mm-hmm. Chirp. The website is GoChirp.com. And so I'm going to put this uh, up here for everybody to see. All right. So here's the device. It looks like a, it looks like a wheel. Uh, it almost mm-hmm. looks like a wheel that you would actually put on a car or maybe on some kind of manufacturing type device. So, so tell us about this Chirp device of yours. Yeah, so the Chirp Wheel is a back back pain relief product. Uh, it comes in three different sizes. There's a small, a medium, and a larger one. We call it the deep tissue is the smallest one, and then we have medium, and then we have gentle. And those the different sizes just apply different amounts of pressure. As far as how you use it, if you look on the left, the second picture down, you just roll out your back on it. So it's, it's uh, thin enough to fit in between your shoulder blades, but then varies in diameter. So you can apply different amounts of pressure for uh, um, relieving your back pain. We've sold, uh, we've sold over a million of them uh, in the past couple years. And um, our, our customers love them. I, I mean, we have a really low return rate. And uh, it's just a super simple, effective back pain relief product, which uh, there's just a lot of gimmicky stuff out there in this space. And so we've really found something that uh, we, we invented and created something that really works. So, yeah. All right. So let's talk about this. Uh, how did you create this? I mean, uh, tell us about your background, PT, uh, okay. chiropractic. Tell us about your background and how you created Chirp. That is, uh, that's a, that, this answer will probably surprise you a little bit. So I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not uh, a yogi. Um, but five years ago, I had a semester left in college and there was a roller type device in my aunt's living room. Um, and I, I saw it, I thought it looked interesting. And I looked them up online and I couldn't really, I couldn't find them. They weren't selling on Amazon. They were the yoga wheels. So you can see there's some other yoga wheels out there. Anyway. I went out and I bought $400 in sewer pipe and $50 in yoga mat and uh, started making these yoga wheels. I changed them a little bit, made the padding thicker. And uh, anyway, put them up on Amazon and I sold $12,000. I turned that $400 in sewer pipe into $12,000 in these yoga mat, it's yoga wheels in two weeks. Wow. So, so yeah, I was like, well, there, there's something here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, so just, just, yeah. let, me, let me interject. I got to ask you this. So did you have a marketing background? Do you know how to optimize Amazon? Do you know how to drive traffic? <laughs> Talk about this because everybody's freaking out. I mean, you know, and usually you yeah. put something on Amazon for you to get $12,000 yeah, or $1,200. It's just impossible. Yeah. 
this was all, I, I think this was pretty much all luck. Well, how I knew, how I knew I wanted to sell them on Amazon was I started typing in yoga wheel on Amazon and it finished my sentence. So I knew that the Amazon algorithm, people were going to Amazon looking for these yoga wheel devices. No one was selling them. So I, that was that, that part of the story is just luck, right? I, I was the first guy up to, to uh, put them on Amazon. So that's how is because there's already people looking for them. Um, but so, no one was selling them on Amazon. That's amazing. So what, as you said, what a, what a lucky stroke, because the fact that you found a product that people were looking for on Amazon, but nobody was selling is a freaking miracle. That, that is like, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was, is like, that's the know, lucky the, part. The unicorn of marketing, right? <laughs> <laughs> a product yeah. that people are looking for, but nobody's selling. It's like, wow, a dream come true. Okay. So you, you put this stuff together and you said 12,000. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we, we didn't sell 12,000, just $12,000 worth. So we turned the $400 right. in sewer pipe to 12,000. And we actually got kicked off uh, because we sold too many. I couldn't, I was just making them in my buddy's barn. Uh, I, I, we couldn't keep up. He so I recruited him to, to help me in our little manufacturing plant that we made. Uh, we couldn't keep up. So they kicked us off. Um, and then we looked to China to build the product and uh, built some molds over there. And that took a couple months. And um, by that time, we had a lot more competitors on Amazon. Which, which at, at first was like, oh, man, like, we're done for. Right. Uh, but looking back, it was like the best thing that could have happened because it forced us to focus on our website. So we focused on, uh, we focused in the yoga industry, selling the product as like a stretching device in the yoga industry, uh, for the first year and a half. Um, but it wasn't, but uh, as far as a marketing, uh, channel or a sales channel goes, we weren't just focused on Amazon. We, we started focusing on our website, which was awesome. Um, so then about a year and a half in, I switched the focus from yoga or just the team switched the focus from yoga to back pain because we, there, there's a couple of reasons. The, the main reasons were we were started to talk to physical therapists and chiropractors um, after we were getting a bunch of reviews from customers saying, hey, this is great for stretching and balance on yoga, but actually I really love it for my back pain. So we started working with physical therapists, chiropractors, went to some conventions, um, and then we created the three different sizes. And when we switched to back pain, that was like lights out. Like we, we went from selling a couple thousand in the year to tens of thousands the next year. So that was the big, wow. like that, that part, like landing the first uh, $12,000 was really lucky. But then the second part of pivoting to back pain, that, that wasn't the lucky part. And, and that was the bigger impact that uh, yeah. that was made on the business. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought that up uh, about it not being lucky because there's, there's people out there, entrepreneurs out there who they get stuck, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, this is a yoga wheel. It's not a back pain wheel. So therefore we're going to leave that market alone. And, and then of course, then they scratch their head and go, well, you know, we're losing sales or we're not growing or whatever. And it's because they weren't listening to their audience. I mean, that's a perfect example yeah. of somebody saying, Hey, I like this for stretching, but I like it even better for my back pain. And you were smart enough to go, Hey, this, this could be something. And interestingly enough, uh, I think 
low, you know, back pain, lower back pain uh, is the number one or number two fastest growing epidemic, I guess, mm-hmm. next to COVID. <laughs> 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 you know, it's the, you know, it's definitely one of the fastest growing, you know, uh, issues out there, right? Uh, uh-huh. Everybody has back pain and a lot of it comes from, you know, sitting down all day and not stretching and, 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 and our lifestyles change so much. So uh, good mm-hmm. for you. And so when did you start the company? That was back in, it started in 2015. Uh, in August 2015. So yeah, I just had one more semester of college. Again, I I say economics. And so maybe I'm just an opportunity taker because I took the opportunity when when I found the yoga wheel. And then I took the opportunity when we learned that we should pivot to back pain. Um, So I think that's one of the big threads that uh, through the beginning days of this, of our story is, hey, we were just looking for opportunities to grow. We were hungry we were selling in the yoga space, but how do we, like, is this actually going to turn into something that I wanted it to be? Uh, or is it going to kind of stay, stay small? And I knew that in the yoga space, it could just be a trending product, something that's a fad that's in, that's out. And I wanted to, uh, I wanted it to, to be something that lasted and, and lucky enough, a lot of customer feedback and the product itself just came together. After that though, we did, um, then we invented uh, the spinal canal. That's like the divot in the middle of the wheel. And we did a Kickstarter on that. So this was like three years into the business. And we, uh, so far, let's see, we did Kickstarter and then we pushed it to Indiegogo and total did about 2.2 million. So it's the highest crowdfunding wow. uh, back pain or just pain relief product ever. Um, so that, uh, and then, so then there was another, there's one more element that wasn't lucky that we interjected into that. And that was good marketing because back pain is boring yes. and there's a lot of gimmicky products out there, um, that just tell you how bad your back hurts. And we wanted to focus on, Hey, let's like actually be, um, relatable to our customers. Let's, let's interject some humor. And so if you go on our site, you'll watch some of the videos and they're, they're kind of quirky funny, but it gets people's attention, uh, in kind of a, a potentially boring market. Right. Okay. So, so, uh, let's back up. I want to talk about this. So when you say, you know, you got good marketing, talk about that. Uh, because again, this is one of those areas that a lot of entrepreneurs overlook mm-hmm. and some, you know, and some of them I'll, I'll say they stab at it and mm-hmm. they get bad results because they're again, you know, not only, not only is the uh, pain relief market full of gimmicky stuff. The marketing market is full of gimmicky <laughs> stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so there's a lot of people out there saying, Hey, we're going to deliver you all sorts of results. And then of course they don't. So entrepreneurs sometimes give up or business owners give up. And how did you, did, did, were you fortunate enough to find somebody good off the first bat, or did you have to go through a couple of different uh, companies? Talk um, about your marketing. Good question. We, we used, we've used a couple different agencies, um, but what, what really worked for us at that stage, which I think is the most, obviously you got to get past this uh, beginner, you know, I mean, just the beginning stage. And what really helped was we looked at companies that were doing it well and that were local to us. And I started building relationships with some of their 
employees. And I asked them, I said, hey, will you moonlight for us? Could you, could you do a couple hours of work at night for us? We'll pay you. And so instead of just going with an agency, I, uh, I found a lot of success with just with moonlighters. And we grew the team. Uh, we had like five people that had really good jobs, but we, there's no way we could afford them. You know, and they're, they're making six figures, but there's no way we could afford them early on in our business lifespan uh, or lifetime. And so um, we just got them to work a couple hours at night. Uh, and that, that ended up working the best out of any any agency so that's what i would do is i would recommend because yeah everyone's going to promise you the moon but when you look at an agency a lot of times their goal is to grow their company as big as they can and your goal is to, your goal is to grow yours as big as they can you right. can but those interests don't always match up because they're always interested in getting more clients or if you're not their hot client then you don't get the attention but if you have some people that are moonlighting, it's kind of a passion project for them. You give them a lot of freedom. We gave our moonlighters a lot of freedom with kind of what ads they wanted to push. And anyway, but, it ended up working out. So they were allowed to experiment. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way, I think is one of the secrets to marketing. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're dealing with something that's kind of boring. People have heard about it. You're trying to wake them up a little bit and you come up with some uh, some as you said, uh, funky or quirky uh, commercials or videos. And it uh -huh. takes that. It, it, it really takes, you know, uh, something to wake people up. I remember one of the best marketing campaigns out there was uh, when Hulu was first coming out, they had Alec Baldwin and it's a very funny commercial for those individuals who like to binge watch, you know, there comes out and Alec Baldwin's talking about how great Hulu is and, and, and how it will turn your brain to mush or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> At you least know, they're it's, honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was funny and, and, and honest and, and just different. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it really, I think, got uh, a lot of eyeballs on Hulu. Uh, and I love this idea. This is a great takeaway. Is, and I want to just kind of clarify this. So you found people that were marketing a similar product or, or just doing good marketing in general for their company? They were, so they were in the e-commerce space marketing. Okay. Uh, they were, it was from Purple Mattress. Oh, That's okay. where I was getting my people, right? Purple <laughs> Mattress, they were crushing it. They were, were funny. And I just started networking through Purple Mattress where I had four or five of their employees working for me as well. But they're, I mean, they're doing hundreds of millions a year. And I'm just trying to get this company off the ground. But, but through that network, I was able to say, hey, the videographer, the marketer, come help me build my little brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, what so. a smart idea. So you found somebody that was not only in e-commerce, but they're selling a physical product and not just a physical product, a fairly expensive one. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it, it is a very uh, slightly expensive, were, especially compared to your product. Uh-huh. And, and they so were proven, thought, right? Yes. They knew what they were doing. And I knew that they knew what they were doing because they were working there. And so. Man, that uh, is a yeah, brilliant, just... brilliant <laughs> idea. Right there, anybody who wants to grow their company on a budget, this is like a multi-million dollar idea. So I got to ask you, as you got bigger, did some of those uh -huh. employees from Purple now work with you guys permanently? Or did you still keep them on a part-time basis? 
that was the hope. We were hoping to have some of them come over. Um, we actually, we kind of hit a glass ceiling. So okay. we, so at first we were really just grinding ourselves and we tried some agencies out and then we really found that this model worked. Hey, we find, find the moonlighters. And then we hit a glass ceiling where we're like, well, we want to keep growing, but we need to start bringing people in house. So we did offer them some jobs. We didn't, um, we didn't bring any of them over. I think that they had a pretty good gig over at Purple. I don't think we could, we still couldn't really afford them. And so then we started bringing on our own team uh, about two years ago, two and a half years ago. So the business has been around for five years, two and a half years of that. The beginning was us grinding or moon using moonlighters. And then we started building our own internal team. Yeah. Still, a, still a great strategy. Now I know somebody's going to ask you, well, how did you, get into that network? Uh, did you use LinkedIn? Did you know somebody? How did you network into Purple? I, um, that is a great question. I, uh, I feel like I can just find my way in some uh, ways. I think I heard from a contact that, that uh, they knew the videographer at purple and i wanted i knew that the the in our space we needed some quirky marketing and i knew that purple was doing some funky things and hey if it worked for a mattress it's probably gonna work for a back pain product and so i got an email the email address of the videographer but it was actually the wrong email address and i think i spent about four hours on the internet just searching uh just searching for the his right email and I found it and so that uh going down a rabbit hole and finding the right contact has actually worked really really well for us a couple times one was with the finding that videographer because then he started building a relationship with him and then uh luckily he was interested in uh in doing a little bit of moonlighting for us which a lot of times creatives are interested so if you know some good creatives out there a lot of times they're, they're, you know, they love doing those side projects, especially if you give them freedom because at their normal job, they, uh, they're kind of told what to do every day. And if you say, Hey, we got this product, you write the script, make it funny. Uh, they'll, they'll go for it. And they'll usually go for it for pretty, uh, for pretty good price because it's a passion. You know, it's a little, it's a fun project for them. So anyway, so the, that, the, the uh, digging for the email worked really, really well. That instance also uh, digging for uh, manufacturing information of trying to find where certain products were made overseas. Uh, there's a couple sites that I can pass on that, uh, that work really well to, to, to dig and find uh, how to find a good source of uh, a sorcerer overseas. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, yeah dug for it. So, so what site would you recommend for somebody who's looking to source out their product? To, to source it out to China? Uh, yeah. So source we, it out in general. Um, source it out in general. We, um, so the first uh, kind of the same time frame as like the business, uh, the, or the, the employees go, right? The first two and a half years, we kind of scrap, we're scrappy and use moonlighters. And then we started using someone else. Same with manufacturing. We started, we were building them ourselves for the first two and a half years. And then we decided, hey, we need to move this overseas. Hey, it's everyone. getting big enough. It's getting too big. So, um, and what we did there was I, I, I wanted to find where the yoga mat that we were buying in the U.S. Because we were literally just cutting up sewer pipe and 
cutting up yoga mats and then building these. But I wanted to find the manufacturer of the specific yoga mat uh, because it was the best quality for the price. And I used a site called Panjiva. And Panjiva is a, uh, it's like an import export site where you can track containers and shipping of uh, containers. So you go onto Panjiva and you can type in, uh, we typed in the brand of this yoga mat and we found out that their containers were coming from a certain factory in Taiwan. So that was their manufacturer. So boom, I get on the phone with the manufacturer of the yoga mat saying, hey, we wanna build our own product. I know you guys build quality stuff. So it doesn't always work, but you can track, say, I don't know, say Nike is going to be way too big of a company, but say you could, because they're probably using sub companies to ship stuff. Anyway, uh, you could type in Nike uh, gym bag or whatever, and it will track that that's coming from Thailand or, and it it, it can give you the manufacturer's information. So that... uh, that helped us source overseas. Obviously you can use Alibaba or AliExpress and that's kind of a trial and error. You kind of got to work with, with those companies a little bit, but. And Panjiva, you're spelling uh, that P-A-N-J-I-V-A. I-V-A, okay, uh-huh. great. All right, uh-huh. so I apologize if somebody heard some background noise. Well, I was trying to find one of your quirky videos so we could show <laughs> it to everybody. And I thought I was going to be slick about it, but. Uh, yeah, that, that failed horribly. So, if, you know, if you guys heard a bunch of noise, I apologize. I wasn't trying to be rude or surf the net while my guest was talking. I was trying to find this video. So let me see if I can see if I, is this, is this it right here? Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's one of them. All right, let's see it. God! Is that what your back is saying right now? Roll away the pain on the chirp wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice muscles. You know, the chirp oh. wheel is great for stretching out after a heavy workout. I like to roll out on one of these. But the problem with foam rollers <laughs> is they're not designed to fit between your shoulder blades, and they're too soft. You should try this. Oh, wow. I feel it, man. Thanks, bro. Cameron, put down the pickaxe. As if I have time for some back workout routine. I barely have time for my butt workout routine. Hey, I hear you, but it's not a workout. It's just a stretch. And it only takes five minutes out of your day for full back stretching, pain reducing relief. Did I mention I have triplets? <laughs> that one's a doll, right? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. You know, you can just take two minutes out of your day or Actually, just take one. Many users report feeling relief from back tension after just 30 seconds on the chirp wheel. Oh my gosh, I do need this. My back hurts too. But I'm a busy office business guy, sitting in my chair all day, businessing up chars, graphs, <laughs> marketing meetings, busy presentations about business. The chirp wheel is <laughs> under your desk, so you can use it in between. Business. The <laughs> is great for lumbar support, so you can ease that pain all day long. No more lower back pain. My job also puts a strain on my back. But how does Chirp Wheel work? The Chirp Wheel Plus features a super thick, comfortable mat design. The mat design features a spinal canal, so it's more comfortable on your back. And because your spine presses deeper into the mat, the muscles lining your vertebrae are stretched horizontally as well as vertically 
allowing for an insanely relaxing four-way stretch. That sounds insanely relaxing. I do need this. I'm too old for that. Actually, you're probably just fine. She isn't. She's old. She's still on Facebook. I'm on Snapshot. <laughs> anyway, the turf wheel comes in three different sizes. Gentle, medium, and deep tissue. So you can choose what you want, when you want. <sighs> I feel like I'm 53 again. Amazing. If you've got a back, the turf wheel is for you. And if you don't like it, no problem. We'll take it back for a full refund. Roll away the hurts on turf. That is there good. That is good. It, it, you know what? It reminds me of some of the stuff that I've seen with the Cohen brothers. I believe that's who it is. They, they did the squatty potty and they've done um, some stuff for uh, click funnels where they really inject a lot of humor because you, it's hard to tell a story if you can't keep people interested. Mm -hmm. And so in this case, yeah, the, the you're, you, the audience is engaged, right? You go from one yeah. scenario to another with this little quirkiness, and I love the triplets. <laughs> you know, one of those is a is a doll, right? <laughs> so. so one of the strategies there too is we have this long form video, but we hit four different demographics in that video, and we'll chop that video up into ten second to thirty second sequences, and that one video can make. 30, 40 ads, right? And so sure. we can kind of hit different levels of our marketing funnel and talk about different aspects of back pain to different demographics with just one funny long form. So, um, and that, like, I didn't know any of that and I couldn't tell an agency that, but because we gave some freedom to uh, these freelancers or these moonlighters, like they're like, hey, this is what's really, really working. And they're, they're leading the way in their industry. Uh, we came out with some great, some great uh, marketing assets. Yeah, no, absolutely. And again, uh, you look at Purple, they use a lot of humor in their commercials as well. Uh, and interestingly enough, mattresses are kind of boring. You know, everybody, <laughs> you know, you look at most mattresses out there, they all kind of tell you the same thing over and over again, you know, and, and so mm -hmm. Purple stands out. They're probably, they're probably the only one that I can think of that uses humor in their commercials to stand out, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think what who else does. I, I, nothing else comes to mind. But so so I love the fact that you really picked up some great freelancers or moonlighters, as you call them. You know, I thought that was a very smart, very smart way of of building your marketing team without going broke. Thanks. And, it was really like the only way we could do it if yeah. we wanted the best talent. So, well, and, and again, what's the old saying about? Uh, what is it? Uh, desperation is uh, the mother of invention or something like that. I mean, you got to, when, when you have no budget, you got to figure out a way, okay, I don't have the money to hire somebody full-time or, or an agency full-time. So what's the best next thing? And so this is a great answer. What a lot of people, you know, what a lot of people would have done, including myself is, is sometimes you put yourself in this box where, well, I can't afford an agency. So I'm going to try to do it myself. And therefore it's not going to be as good. And and it can get frustrating. Anybody who's trying to do e-commerce or online or digital marketing, it's overwhelming. It, it can be very, very difficult. I think it took me, I want to say a good two years before I felt comfortable that I could market anything with digital ads. But that's two years. If I would have had your idea, I probably could have cut that time down to, you know, it's six months. Hire somebody, 
that's already doing it and to have them teach me or I can learn from them as they're doing it. And I love this idea of letting them be creative instead of putting them in a box, which is one of the problems that corporations have that they, the bigger they get, you know, the more they put themselves in a box and, and, and they no longer want to be innovative and they no longer want to try anything new. They're afraid to break their brand. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on. I, I think, mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, that, that one strategy of hiring, <laughs> hiring these working moonlighters or freelancers is a gold mine. I, I really think that's just awesome. And so I think that's, that is awesome on your part. Okay. So, so let, let's talk about this from, uh, so you're five years old, you hired some freelancers. Now you have some in-house people that work for you full-time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, we, about two, two and a half years ago, we started bringing on a, a team, uh, mainly focused in the marketing space. And so we have a marketing director and some videographers and uh, um, a copywriter, graphic design. And then we also have some finance and operations side but definitely in e-commerce the the focus for a while should be on i think the marketing you gotta you gotta keep pushing your product especially if you're in a space like ours back pain it's big and and we have a lot of uh we have a lot of space to to push so yeah no i love it i love it all right so let me ask you this obviously you're 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 still growing you you have this track record of success Mm-hmm. Are you using your success to, I don't know, to help other people, to do some good, any kind of charitable background? Uh, what's your thought on 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 this? Oh, that's an awesome question. So, yeah, we've, we've really been – obviously, the product's really good for back pain. It's really good for the individual. I find a lot of pride in uh, selling a real product that really works. Um, we're not just marketing some uh, – some gimmicky uh, product. Um, as far as from a company standpoint, though, we're just uh, preparing to get more into uh, a fight against opioid addiction. Um, as far as getting uh, behind that push, I feel like it's a huge problem. Right. We've had close family members die from it, and it really starts. Uh, it starts with simple pain or surgery or whatever that. Uh, and, and, you know, if I have surgery, I have to take some painkillers, uh, you know, to, to, uh, but it's really easy to get addicted. And so that I think is a big unsung, um, problem. And so chirp being super simple, effective back pain relief, we want to, uh, push more for that mission against opioids. So in the next uh, couple of years, we're really excited to be a be a much stronger voice uh, in that space. And I'm not sure exactly how that's going to look, and we're still working that out. Um, but I'm excited to add that social component to the business. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things I want to point out, that, and again, this is a back to marketing. This is a mistake that a lot of people make. That in your video. You talk about, hey, and if you don't like it, we give you a full money back guarantee. This is so crucial for anybody out there marketing anything. If you can offer your people a risk-free way of trying out your product, your sales are going to go through the roof. They're going to definitely convert higher, maybe not through the roof, but they're going to convert higher. 
Mm-hmm. And even even yourself, you said you, that your return rate is like what two percent or something. Yeah, it's really low. Yeah, I mean two percent is nothing. I, I would, I, you know, to me it's like, hey, even twenty percent is is workable because that means that eighty percent of your clients are happy, and, and you can still, you know, mm-hmm. you want to work on it and try to get it down to nine, you know, to ten percent and five percent and two percent and whatever. Uh, so I think that's great. I just wanted to inject that before we move on because it's so critical. I see so many marketers out there who don't talk about the risk reversal is what I call it, that that guarantee, that warranty that, hey, we stand behind our product. We like mm-hmm. it so much. And if you don't, well, then we'll give you your money back. It's very important. All right. So what's yeah. next for Chirp? You guys have any other new products in the in, in the works? Yeah. So we've been... We've been working on uh, expanding the product line for a while now. It just hasn't really felt right, and things just haven't come together. Which, looking back, I think it's uh, it's been, which is a huge lesson for me. It's been really important. You got to focus. If you got a product that's working, and you think you can dig deeper into the market, at least for us, the the importance of really focused and maximizing the potential has been big. So, uh, we are working on some other pain relief products. Um, like we've said several times. I mean, there's a lot of gimmicky stuff out there in the pain relief market. Uh, a lot of people will promise you everything, but uh, we're really focused on creating these uh, hero products is what we call them. Stuff that will really move the needle that you can, that you're not just tacking on to uh, uh, the sale or whatever, you know, they're not just like back-end cheap products, but how do we, uh, create these hero products that can stand on their own. If we, if we make a funny video on that, on that, can we, uh, will it sell well enough to, to put its own ad spend to, um, so that's coming up. And then we actually, this is a big announcement. We actually, um, are airing on shark tank, uh, on October 30th. So what? yeah, we just found out a couple of days ago. We, we are pumped. And that's oh, just man. just gonna be chirp the chirp wheel, and uh, so. So are you seeing box? So when you air, because uh, in theory, once you go on there, the world's gonna see your chirp wheel, and you know you're you're gonna get smashed by orders, right? <laughs> are you guys ready for that? Because that's typically what happens. We hope we are. We've been we've been prepping. As I was wearing the same shirt on the show, so. Uh, we yeah we you're we're doing our best we're, yeah. we right. i don't know if you're ever that ready for that much traffic but we'll see it's a great problem to have right you want to be able to tell people our our we were on shark tank and our website crashed and we had a you know like ten thousand orders in two minutes <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> all right so you're going on shark tank you sounded like you had some decent funding so why go on shark tank what are you looking to get on shark tank so um, funding goes, that's another big key that this is just a personal approach. I never raised any money. I own 100% of the company and I bootstrapped it. And obviously we were able to grow and the, the nature of the product was able to uh, provide some of the funding for us to grow. Um, but it does take a lot of patience because sometimes you can't grow as fast. And sometimes your business idea actually really does need funding because you need the speed or you're just going to get hosed. Um, the, the idea with Shark Tank, though, um, is more the partnership, right? You go into Shark Tank, you go into the tank, you're sitting in front of uh, five of 
the best investors in America and uh, giving up a little bit of the company just makes sense to me if they can help us make smarter decisions. Um, so a lot of it is genuinely about the partnership. And I think if you watch it, you'll see that we are there for a partnership. Yeah. Some people go on Shark Tank and they're not right. They're just, it's just a publicity play. Right. Yeah. That's, that's going to be great, but we're really excited uh, to, uh, to see if that, that our goal of, of uh, really getting a partnership can happen. So, yeah, by the way, I think that's a fantastic thing because if you get the right partner, uh, I think, uh, you know, there, there's several of them. Uh, there's several there that I think are going to be a good match. Lori, is it DeGranger or Granger, Lori Granger, who does mm-hmm. a lot of stuff with QVC. Uh, and I think uh, Kevin O'Leary's now moved into QVC and he made a, he made a joke uh, that, if Lori is the queen, he's the king, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, so both of those guys have pretty deep networks and connections. And so having somebody with that level of not only uh, connection, but insight, the, the mm-hmm. partnership alone is worth some equity. Uh, and the fact that maybe they'll also help you with capital infusion and giving you a credit line, all that stuff, that's great. So have you thought about, how much you're going to be willing to give up? Yeah. Well, we already filmed, so I already know. Okay. Oh, so but I can't. you've already filmed, so you 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 already you already know whether you have a deal or not. Of course, you can't tell anybody because that's part of the deal. That's incredible. So I'm thinking from the smile on your face, you got a deal. You're happy with it. We're pretty happy. We'll see what happens, but <laughs> we'll see. But at the same time, you never know. Because yeah. there's, I mean, there's, there's what happens on the, in the tank. And then there's the whole, uh, I mean, they obviously go through a due diligence process. And so um, we will, we'll see what happens, but yeah, uh, well, y- y- you never know. I don't know. That's, that's another lesson in business. It's not over until the paper's signed until, you know, yeah. until the money's in the I bank account. You never that's know. Right. So. It's not over. It's not real till the money comes in. Because yep. even after, even when they sign on the dotted line, they can change their mind. They, you know, things <laughs> happen. Uh, everybody's experienced something like that where, you know, they sign on the dotted line and for whatever reason they change their mind, it becomes ugly sometimes. And I know a couple of companies that, that were, that got on Shark Tank. Uh, these companies were doing in excess of a million dollars and through the due diligence process, not that they found anything wrong per se, but they, they realized mm-hmm. that maybe they weren't a good match for each other. So they ended up not doing yeah. the deal. I, I spoke to Mark Cuban a couple of years ago, and he said that out of all the deals that they say yes to, only about 20% of those deals actually go. So if they say yes to 100 deals, all that, all that great stuff you see on Shark Tank, 100 deals, only 20 of them actually make it past the due diligence stage to actually working a deal out because again, Mm -hmm. things change. And anyway, so uh, Tate, I'm impressed with what you've done. (laughs) That is phenomenal. Now, you know what? I forgot to ask you, what were you going to school for? Were you going to school for business? Uh, uh, Economics. It was the shortest degree. I actually, so I I did my associate's degree in high school. So I kind of did the, there's like a joint programs called running start. Uh Uh-huh. So I graduated high school. Three days later, I graduated with my associates. And wow. then I ended up serving a church mission in Fiji. 
and uh, that was incredible. And um, and then when I got back, I just had two more years of college. So I did economics because it was quick and taught me how to think. But I don't well, know. It was a school. Think, but it also helped helped you. I'm assuming it helped you with understanding numbers, understanding economy, which uh-huh. a lot of us don't really understand. So interestingly, my son. My son uh, served in Chile, and he also, oh, right yeah, he also, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, got a background in uh, uh, economy and business. So I thought I was perfect, uh, and so he's still finishing up his last couple of years. It, it's oh, it's right one on. of those areas where most people just simply don't understand the way economy works, the way money works, the way numbers work. Mm-hmm. And even if you never get a degree in that area, I think it's one of those things, looking back, I recommend everybody to, to at least get one year under their belt so they understand what to do with their money and how to manage it better. So anyway, mm-hmm. Tate, very impressed with what you're doing, very impressed with what you've done. I, I can't wait to see you, to see the outcome on Shark Tank. This, what is it, October 30th? October 30th, yeah, a couple of weeks, three weeks. couple of weeks, couple of weeks. And then afterwards, you know, we'll have you come back on and, and, and you know, a few months down the road, kind of give us an update. And, hey. and meanwhile, uh, you know, continued success, my friend. Right on. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Bert.